1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host Swam Liu. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at KFC.ca and get it before tip-off. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 122 to 117 win over the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, yeah, this game was it was ugly, but it was it was entertaining. Yeah, it definitely did not lack for entertainment value. Uh, did it bring a lot of unnecessary stress for a game against the Hawks, who are pretty terrible? Yeah, it did. Uh, but you know, it, it was still a fun game. It's a lot of great performances. Um, you know, Trey Young had forty-two and fifteen. Uh, that's just in, incredible. And, and honestly, Trey Young is just really fun to watch. I know his his numbers don't translate to wins just yet, but still, I uh, have a lot of respect for Trey Young's game, especially after a night like tonight. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it, it was a sloppy game nevertheless, and it was sloppy from start to finish really. Um, you know, that kind of comes with the territory of a day game. Uh, the Raptors playing as part of the Martin Luther King day celebrations. Um, you know, they had to play at two 30 in Atlanta and, you know, we've just seen <laughs> when you play early, the games are usually pretty ugly, especially for these guys. Uh, we've seen countless Raptor games in the playoffs start, at like twelve o'clock three o'clock, two o'clock, even five o'clock it's just it throws the timing of all these players off, like you know um normally these guys play at night and you're asking them to come to work, and you're asking their bodies, which have a natural rhythm to uh to perform way way earlier and and you know it's just kind of creative for an ugly night, like the Raptors really fell behind in the second quarter where the Raptors lost. You know, um, thirty-five to twenty-one, and in that stretch, it featured some extremely ugly defense and also some extremely u- ugly offense, where the Raptors couldn't hit from three at all. They shot two of fourteen from three in that quarter, and um, you know that put the Raptors down heading into halftime. And you know, I wanted to, i was very curious to see how the Raptors would respond because you know they were down at halftime against Minnesota, and 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 they you know beat the beat the Timberwolves no problem. Uh, but I, I want to see how the Raptors respond a defensively. I wanted to see if they could sort of um, put any sort of pieces in play to, you know, maybe stop Trey young uh, who again was not very stopped. I mean, 42 points and 15 assists is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it's just, I wanted to see if the Raptors could at least sort of, you know, just junk the game up. And then also offensively, I wanted to see the Raptors could uh, do something different know, hit threes. and, and, on both front, I would say it was okay. Like, uh, you know, defensively, they started playing a couple more zone uh, sets, sort of two three zone. You know, one into a whole box and one against Trey Young. They, they, you know, they they changed the the the, the guys who were guarding Trey Young. Like OG spent a lot of possessions guarding Trey Young. Tried putting size on him, and then ultimately they kind of settled into a, a switching defense, which kind of worked for at least a little bit um again they have 42 and 15 so i'm not going to say anything worked great but you know switching seemed to be a little bit better um but you know it, it wasn't really necessarily solving the answer on offense the the raptors defensively second half at least a third quarter was okay they only they limited to the hawks to 22 points um but offensively the Raptors couldn't fully get it going i mean really what they did do a good job of was um being physical going inside the paint and they're figuring some things out in that sense um you know for example uh, they Nick Nurse came up with one play after a timeout where Kai, they had Kyle Lowry's screen in the corner for Pascal away from the ball, and then Pascal would flash towards the rim, and um, you know Marcus Gasol would have the action up top and throw the high-low pass down the, to Pascal. You got to open layup. The first time he, he, he did, the, the Raptors ran this play, and it worked. Next time down, the Raptors ran the exact same play. They got a switch, a foul, and then they got the ball into Pascal again. He got deep post position against his matchup, but he still got he got fouled. And it just Raptors were finding ways to get to the rim. You know, like uh, Kyle did a really good job of forcing his way to the rim. You know, Fred did as well. Although Fred, I would say Fred also might have been a little over eager um, with some of his drives. Definitely going one on three for Fred is not necessarily the best idea. Uh, and, and really, the Raptors offensively just didn't have its spark. Again, they weren't hitting threes. They were getting to the rim. But, you know, it, it's sort of throwing off their, their floor balance is compromising their defense with someone on the floor. And it's just um, it was just looking bad. And it looked like, man, the Raptors might actually lose this game. Now, I mean, come on, it's the Hawks. And you kind of figure the Hawks are screw this up eventually. But really, the Hawks didn't screw up. The Hawks kind of played well throughout. And it, it was really just the guy who flipped this game was Norman Powell, who rode in. With his hero's cape, like it was the playoffs against the Bucs or like the playoffs against the uh, Indiana Pacers um, or the Bucks again. And he just flipped this game. Like he just completely flipped this game. Norm Powell had only two points in the first half. Um, he was in early foul trouble. He, You know, this game was definitely called uh, a lot of touch fouls were called in this game. Um, you know trey young got to the free throw line 21 times uh, uh, norm picked up two very very quick fouls uh, trying to guard trey again both of those were very light fouls but that's sort of the, the style of the game that the referees wanted to call and so norm was limited by foul trouble and also you know just the raptors generally weren't performing very well offensively a lot of just a lot of it was out of sync so when he checks into the game in the third quarter the raptors were down about seven points um you know the starters had trying to make a push but they couldn't get over the top and so Norm finally checks in. And he doesn't even do something. He doesn't really do much for, uh, in the first couple of plays that he comes in. But between the last two-minute mark of the third quarter and the last two-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Norman Powell scored 25 points on that stretch. And uh, he was he was making ridiculous, ridiculous plays. Um, you know, at first it was very, very normal, Norman Powell stuff. Uh, you know, we're talking about – a catch-and-shoot corner three. You know, Kyle Lowry drove the lane, collapsed the defense, kicked it out to Pascal on the baseline. Pascal swung it instantly to Norm, who was behind him in the corner, Norm hits a three. Then Norm hits another three, uh, another catch-and-shoot three. And then, uh, you know, the Raptors swung the ball over to Norm in a sequence where the, the Hawks' defense was a little scrambled, and Norm gets the, the foul line after the help, the, the help shows up late at the rim. And so, you know, very quickly, it's, it's, a, it's an 8 nothing run for Norm Powell. And you're like, okay, Norm's clearly got the hot hand. Let's keep feeding Norm. And, oh, my God, with this guy hot. Like, he was just – he was hitting shots I've never seen Norm hit before. And, you know, this whole stretch of, of late where he's getting 20 points every single game, starting to come off the bench, um, you know, I, I've seen him hit a lot of shots uh, that I've never seen him hit him make before. Uh, today, for example, off a of high screen from Serge Ibaka, the defender sticks with him. Norm Powell crosses the summit with a behind-the-back dribble, uh, then gets himself some space, fires it up for three like he's Steph Curry or something, splash, and then you know another three right after that. Uh, again, at this point, the Raptors bench is just going nuts. Everyone on the Raptors bench is jumping up and down, waving towels. You know, uh, you know, even Chris Boucher is is celebrating, even though uh the ended him like it's just a lot of stuff was happening uh with and, and literally you know norm powell was single-handedly dragging this team into the lead and you know the hawks were kind of rattled by this they were not expecting it they had most of the momentum and all of a sudden they couldn't stop norm powell and you know the the shot that you know to me was the KFC bucket of the game was norm powell gets the ball Just like maybe 12 seconds off on the clock he has Vince Carter on him, who is 41 years old and has played in four decades of NBA basketball. That's just an incredible stat. Uh, Norm Powell stares down Vince, kills the clock for no reason, really. Um, you know, it was not like an end of quarter situation or whatever. It was the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, he kills the clock. He looks Vince in the eye, pulls up, swish from like 28 feet. And at this point, I mean, everyone's just going nuts. The Raptors were... Uh, if, if not on that three, on another three later on by Serge Ibaka. They were up 21 points in the middle of the th- uh, fourth quarter, and it, it it was laughable, honestly. It was like, I can't believe they are in such a tough game. The Hawks gave it a great effort. Trey Young was unstoppable, and the Raptors still up 21 because of Norman Powell, and they're going to cruise to this win. Um, And, you know, that was at least a thought, but damn, uh, it did not necessarily go that way. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> So, I mean, on one hand, I understand what Nick Nurse was doing because, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where you want to reward um, you want to reward the, the bench for making the comeback. It was not the starters that played well tonight. The starters, they got some numbers, but the starters, generally speaking, did not play well. Um, but it was the bench. It was the bench. It was the five-man unit of Pat McCaw, Terrence Davis, Norman Powell, Rodney Hollis-Jefferson, and Serge Ibaka. And the bench was the one that gave them the lead. So, you know, a lot of times the coach would stick with the lineup to reward them. And that's exactly what Nick Nurse did. He really, really trusted the lineup. And he really liked the momentum of the group. He liked the flow of the group. And so he they, he extended the minutes. I mean, that bench lineup basically played the second half of the third quarter and almost the entire fourth quarter. And, of course, it was working. It was working, at least by the numbers. But um, it did come back to bite them because when they were down big, the Hawks made one last push. They started Pulling up, you know, pressing full court, and uh, the Raptors just got really scrambled. And you know, I hate to put it on one guy because you know I've talked about it. Like, I don't think all the Raptors' issues are Pat McCaw. I think they have other issues, and I didn't think it's that fair that he gets that much criticism. But uh, when you see a game like this, like, how could you not say anything, right? It's not even necessarily all about Pat McCaw. It's it's about Nick Nurse as well because he seems to have too much trust in McCaw. But, you know, you can see the flaws of McCaw in this situation. Um, you know, in this situation, for example, McCaw is the only point guard on the floor, really. Terrence Davis is supposed to be a point guard, but he's more mostly a two guard. He doesn't handle the ball that much. And McCaw is supposed to be the guy that's bringing the ball up, setting the table for everyone else. The issue is McCaw's not that safe of a ball handler. The guys just pick him off. Like the full court press today, for example, one of the big plays that really gave the Hawks a lot of momentum, a lot of belief and gave the the building a lot of energy is that, you know, Trey Young picked him up full court, picked the ball away and went in for a layup. And that's exactly the same play that happened in OKC when the Raptors were blowing their 30 point lead in OKC. It was the same deal. It was the bench line it was in. McCaw was handing the ball. McCaw was the ball handler out there. Dennis Schroeder picks him up full court, picks him off, goes in for, a, you know, and one sequence happens after that. And, uh, you know, the uh, the Thunder have a huge, uh, you know, boost in energy. And, it, it, I, again, I, I hate to pick on McCaw in this situation because I don't think he's all the Raptors issues. But, damn, you can't put him out there as the only ball handler. Like, I, I understand it from Nick's perspective. I really do. He wanted to give the bench some trust. He wanted to reward them with minutes. They deserved it. They gave them the lead. But at the same time, when you look back on the film with this, how much of it was um, the Raptors bench playing well as a unit, or how much of it was just Norman Powell getting hot and covering up for everyone else? Because it's not like the rest of the bench played that well together. Now, if, if I want to be fair to to Nick's decision there, the, the bench did do a decent job defensively. They gave great effort. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the Raptors were trying to figure out different ways to guard Trey Young, uh, and he was—he's very slippery. He's very crafty. Either he was shooting, getting open, or getting into the lane for floaters, or driving all the way to the rim and finishing for Marc Gasol, Um or he was just finding guys with his passing. And he had, like I mentioned, 15 assists. This guy can really move the ball. Um. So they were trying to figure things out. And really the one thing that temporarily slowed down Pat McCaw or or that slowed down Trey Young was switching. They went to a switching defense. Um, And that bench lineup was more switchable. Um, You know, a lot of situations it was involving, you know, guys like John Collins, who's at the power forward position. You know, McCaw did a pretty good job of pressuring Trey Young and and sort of at least sort of keeping him in front of him. And then when that screen came from Collins, usually it was uh, Rondé who would switch on to to Trey and you know by, by being able to switch by being able to just keep Trey out of the lane that sort of at least allowed the Raptors to be steady defensively and allow Norm Powell to hit a bunch of shots but you know if you look at it though like it wasn't like McCaw was having a great game you know I thought defensively McCaw was much better against the Timberwolves than he was tonight and he wasn't definitely wasn't stopping Trey Young by by himself uh, he was putting up resistance but he wasn't stopping him uh, Ronde just I I don't think he had a good game like he had good moments of pressure good moments of energy um but you know uh ultimately when you really look at it like ronde was committing a lot of silly fouls and he the spacing on the floor was not great um (laughs) and uh yeah it's just it it sort of you know put a damper on the raptors offense uh his, his presence out there and again the foul trouble was just it was a lot. I mean, some of it was bad calls, but some of it was legitimately just, like, bad plays. And then Rondé picked up a tech. And then you look at Serge Ibaka, who was just not good, like, for, for most of the game. He hit two threes in the fourth quarter. That was nice. But realistically, was not really involved, kind of out of sync, you know, missed a couple of makeable shots, even when he did get them. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, it wasn't a great game for him defensively um, either. Like, he wasn't really making that many impact plays. And, and so what I'm trying to say is that, like, that lineup just wasn't even doing that much. So whatever. So Nick wants to give the, the, the bench um, some credit. And, you know, as an offshoot, you know, it's great to be able to give the starters some rest. Um, the starters, none of the starters played over 30 minutes tonight. That's great. But at the same time, it, it became really costly because McCaw's only ball game on the floor. They're pressing him. They're forcing turnovers, and the Raptors couldn't solve the press, and all of a sudden the Hawks get back into the game. I mean, really, if you got to look at it, a 20-point lead is not that much in the NBA nowadays, especially with a team like the Hawks that shoot so many threes. A a guy guy like Trey Young, who's able to make four-point plays regularly, it's just a problem. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Raptors lost momentum. And, you know, Nick tried to ride it out. He tried to keep the starters on the bench, but it just got untenable. And so at a certain point, with two minutes left, he has to put in – um, Pascal, he has to put in Fred, and of course, the you know the full court press stopped working at that point. Um, you know when you have Pascal being able to handle the ball a little bit uh, in the backcourt, uh, him being taller too is a lot easier for him to beat the press because he's able to you know rise up and pass over the top. But even Pascal, he committed a, a mistake there too because he he threw a pass. Now it looked deflected on the replay, but the referees reviewed it and it turns out it wasn't. Um, but you know. It, at least when the starters came back into the game, the game was a little bit less hectic um, but you know it's it's also hard to just change everything on a dime um you know these starters are probably not prepared to come back into the game, and uh it was just a situation for them that was um, that was very stressful it was very ten- uh tenuous and you know you, you start making mental mistakes as a team like when you when you have everyone. Um, going back. Even Norm Powell, who is the hero of this game, threw a terrible pass on the baseline that got picked up by Trey Young and Trey Young went in for a floater. Now, Norm went up there and blocked it and it nearly got the block, but the ball was on the way down. They reviewed the play and yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a goaltending call. And so it was looking really dicey and really the game had to close with uh Fred VanVleet. Fred VanVleet had to close this game. Now, he really only made one shot. Uh you know, Fred came off a high screen, got a switch, uh you know, took one or two hard steps into the lane, stopped the the big man sort of um, obviously a little, being a little bit slower and being a little bit bigger was not able to stop in time. And Fed was able to stop on a dime, pull up, swish the, the mid range shot. And that gave the Raptors a three point lead. And then, you know, he hit some free throws and then he got fouled on a three point shot. by on a very, very sloppy close out by John Collins. And he was able to knock down those free throws and that got the Raptors finally, finally, finally to finally kill off the Hawks. But, you know, it's just one of those games where, <laughs> again, like I mentioned, it was thrilling, man. It was thrilling. Uh, you can't say you didn't get entertained by uh, a game like this. But, damn, it was also unnecessarily stressful because, you know, it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, you try to extend your hand, as Nurse did, and try to reward them. And he got burned. And that's it. And, and you know, the starters had to come in and put out the fire. They were, To be honest, the Raptors were even a little bit lucky to, to get control back of the game. Um but nevertheless I think it's still a, a positive result again it's hard to take away that much from a day game like it's just it throws out the rhythm of everybody Um but if you look at it I mean obviously Norm Powell had a great game he's obviously the first start tonight uh, I don't even think there's another choice to be honest Norm Powell 27 points in 25 minutes off the bench 7 of 14 from the field 6 of 9 from 3 7 of 7 from the free throw line one rebound one assist two steals the three turnovers a little unfortunate like I mentioned he made some mistakes as well But for the most part, Norm, I mean, (laughs) in that that third quarter to fourth quarter stretch, it's the hottest I've ever seen Norm just consistently play after play creating offense. And honestly, if Norm keeps this up, and honestly, you you look at today, for example, only two points going into, like, pretty much the end of the third quarter. Only two points. And he still, still gets the 20 points. Um, It's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, is it time to launch the Norm Powell for six-man campaign? Like, he hasn't played enough games off the bench you have to come off the bench for at least half your games and norm have to be a starter for a lot of the season but if he continues at this rate yeah norm power for six man like damn he's he's been amazing he single-handedly flipped this game nobody else on the nobody else should get credit other than norm really like norm really really killed it tonight uh he was playing really well and and again the threes are just just wild um He's the first star. Your second star tonight, I'm giving that to Fred Van Leet. mostly, mostly, mostly just because of the way he uh, hit some free throws and hit that shot at the end. Overall, there were times today where Fred sort of forced the offense, wasn't really there. Um, but, I mean, come on, 20 points in 26 minutes, 4 of 11 shooting is not great, but 11 to 14 is amazing. Uh, you know, got three steals, four rebounds two assists. Again, mostly it's just that Fred was able to come in, bring a steadying presence, calm everyone down and uh, that's one of the things you love most about fred like the guy really has ice in his veins like he will make the shots in the fourth quarter that you need him to make uh and even dating back to you know in his second year when you know he hit that three after going like over of 11 he uh demar drives down the the, the floor kicks it out to uh nor to fred in the corner and fred switches the three to finally put away the pistons like you know fred's always had that ice in his veins and uh I mean, I don't know. I don't need to tell you how Fred closes games. If you watched Game 6 of the NBA Finals, it was not Kawhi Leonard who was scoring in the fourth quarter. To close the game and give the Raptors their first-ever championship, it was Fred VanVleet in the last six minutes. Go watch the go watch the highlights. So, Fred was my second star. And then third star, um, I'm going to give it to Pascal. Uh, it's not the greatest game on Pascal. 18 points, 6 of 13 shooting, 0-4 from the three-point line, 6 of 7 from free throw. But what I liked about Pascal's game tonight, A, defensively, he gave a lot of great energy, especially in the first half. He um, was just rotating everywhere, making possible plays, help plays, everything like that. But offensively, it was just anytime he gave it to Pascal Siakam, he was able to get to the rim and either score or get free throws. Occasionally, he got blocked, but for the most part, he was able to just consistently break down the defense. And, and that's where I would like to almost see the Raptors getting more shots because, you know, his game is a lot of it is on the perimeter nowadays. Um, you know, if, especially early in the game, he likes to sort of test out the, the jumper see if he's got it going. And if he hits a couple of those threes early on, then that's how you know a 30.9 is coming. But the bread and butter of Pascal Siakam's game is still the post-up. And, um, you know... That just needs to be there. That just needs to be there for Pascal. And I think the Raptors could run a couple more plays for Pascal to just get the ball in the post, especially against like a team like the Hawks, who don't really have that much rim protection on the floor. Now, they did have eight blocks tonight, but and they were, generally speaking, okay at protecting the rim. But for the most part, they didn't really have a powerful who will guard Pascal. They didn't really have a great um, scheme of help defense to come over and corral Pascal. So I, I would like to see a little bit more post plays run for pascal and we saw a little bit of that in the third quarter where again callari screening in the corner pascal flashing um and either getting a mismatch or getting deep post position and getting going to work um you know i would like to see more of that and and you know again like i mentioned in the last episode against the timberwolves pascal is still working his way back from injury he needs to get his energy back he's still on that t- you know that time limit right now he only played 29 he hasn't really cracked 30 since he's back because that's the limit so we'll see that aggression return when it when his full game comes back and he's playing full minutes again. But uh, you know, for the most part, I mean, in half court setting, Pascal did really well offensively. So, um, you know, uh, solid effort for him. Of course, the Joel Henderson Award. That's no disrespect to Trey Young whatsoever, but like forty two points, fifteen assists, is in thirty nine minutes on eleven of twenty shooting from the from the field, uh, and also eighteen of twenty one from the free throw line. That's just nuts. I mean, like you could give it to like Bruno Fernando or whatever, but really, it was Trey Young. Time after time, play after play, creating for the Hawks, and that was against a really good defense, like the Raptors, who generally speaking have pretty good defenders against point guards. Generally speaking, have pretty good, uh, just a system of help defense in place, and whatever it's a day game and things like that. But generally speaking, the Raptors are really good defensively, and Trey Young just gave them the work. Forty-two points and fifteen assists. Now, whatever Trey Young's teams, they have not won. The Hawks don't play defense, everything like that. But ultimately, Trey Young was a killer, man. And then from start to finish, too, because he came on real strong in the fourth quarter, hit some crazy shots. He pulled up, crossed over McCaw, got him to foul him, hit a three anyway. Like, it was nuts, man. And even in just even at the end of the game, you know, making subtle plays, like pushing the pace all the way down the floor, like Kyle Lowry does, and then, um, you know, catching the Raptors in transition, even though the Raptors had made the basket off a free throw. Trae young races down the floor and creates an open layup for one of his bigs and um yeah i just i like his energy uh i like his talent um i love watching him really it's, he's really entertaining he makes incredible passes and honestly there's a debate for all-star you know like oh do you reward wins or numbers and and of course you know trey young is more of a numbers guy than a wins guy at the moment but damn i don't know how you deny him he is so entertaining he's so crafty He's so skilled and uh He's just so much fun to watch. But ultimately, this game was a bit of a heart attack. But uh, big shout-out to Norman Powell. I can't believe he's doing this every single night now. It's amazing. Um, you know, the, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, really just nerves, man. Come on. The, the Macaw thing. Like, you have Fred back now. Uh, and I understand everyone's on a time limit and stuff like that. But, damn, like, you just – there shouldn't be that many meaningful minutes without one of Fred or Kyle on the floor. And so – um i'm hope they i'm hoping that they can work to get to that point because you know macaw is the only ball handler it's just it's just not to be trusted it just it's just there's problems and it's not even fair to macaw because he's not supposed to have this big of a role but but damn right now it's uh it's trying times and um you know the raptors whatever they got the win and hopefully they learned a lesson as well but um yeah thanks everyone for listening Uh, Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, watch it on YouTube. Uh, Big thanks to KFC for sponsoring the show. And I'll be back on Wednesday when the Raptors play the Sixers. That should be a really fun game.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.